0: Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast. Today, I'm pretty excited. I have both my husband and I have a pretty new friend on my podcast and her name is Jenna. I could have done a whole introduction, but honestly, I think I just want you to tell us who you are, Jenna. Is that okay?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm Jenna. I am Annie's friend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And um, I, I guess I'll get into the story about how we met after, but um, Annie and I are friends and I make content on adult friendships and friendships on TikTok and Instagram and soon to be other platforms. Um, and I live out in California in Los Angeles. Um, and that is a little bit about me. I'm also in my late 20s, if that makes any difference.
0: <laughs> it makes all the difference, Jen.
1: <laughs> so I think... I think
0: what was really cool with, uh, or what's cool with having Jenna here today on this podcast is just the whole story of how we met. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, George?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, As many of the listeners know, we lived in a converted van for about a year. uh, And we traveled around like the Midwest and West Coast, and we stayed in Long Beach, California for. Three months, four yeah. months, maybe maybe three months. Uh, and we had our doors open. We're having game night and dinner and Jenna and her family walked past and you know, over the course of a week or a couple of weeks, we started hanging out. Uh, and pretty much the rest is history at that point.
0: I think there's one thing that you're almost right. <laughs> I think there's one thing that's a little bit different than what George said, and that is that We met Jenna's mom first.
1: Yes. You met her first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she was so sweet. She's just like the the perfect example of what a sweet mom is. And then I'm pretty sure she mentioned to you that we were living in a van, I think.
1: Yeah. So what happened is like for a full week, my mom was like, you have to meet Annie. She lives in a van. I'm like, okay, mom, like that sounds cool. Like I'm happy to meet her. And then she kept bringing it up like every day. and I'm like, all right. That sounds great. Like I'm so down, and I think it was just a really busy week at work for me. But then I was walking Marley by your van, and I'm like, "Are you Annie? <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you George? Do you live in a van? My mom was talking about you."
0: <laughs> and that's pretty much, honestly, how we became friends. We just started talking, like out on the street, um, and just. I think it was probably the same day we just decided that we wanted to hang out, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. it was pretty natural, I would say. Like, definitely didn't feel a force or, I don't know. Yeah, it was just very smooth and uh, a pleasant, okay, definitely like an uneventful kind of experience where I, I don't think it happens too too often, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's right. And I wanted to ask you, Jenna, why do you think because this is your niche. This is what you love to talk about, right? Why do you think it went so smooth for us compared to, I think a lot of the time people can struggle with just saying hi to people and making new friends?
1: Yeah. I So like, I like to contribute this part of myself to my mom, because my mom has this thing called an open door policy where like she if you don't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving, if you don't have anywhere to go on Christmas, you can join our family and it's made her a very friendly person. And I've also adopted that mentality, but my mom is a very good judge of character. And when my mom is like, you'd really like these people. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, you're my mom, <laughs> you helped me make my first friends when I was a child. So I believe you. <laughs> um, and I think what really made it smooth when I met you guys is that we had a really natural conversation about a lot of our commonalities. Like mm-hmm. Annie, she lived in Europe. I also lived in Europe. Um, we got on the topic of friendship. We talked about George's experience with making friends. Um, and you also had a very literal open door policy where you had <laughs> van your, you had the van, <laughs> Van door open. And (laughs) that makes it really easy to be approachable. And so, like, just having that literal open door policy and people walking by must have made it really easy. And like, it's like when people do that, even like when they open up the front door of their home, and this is a big thing in the Midwest where I grew up, is people just leave their door open and people walk by and be like, hi, like. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, Steve. Like, how are you doing? Or like things like that, and it felt very similar.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah People so who cool. are closed off
1: wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think like what you said uh, is very true. I, I like the open door mentality, but I think we were all of us were open to it, right? Because George and I, we were. We would love to make friends, but if you wouldn't have been interested, then I don't think that would have happened. It has to be a mutual, I don't know, understanding.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely think there were a lot of factors at play, like the right people at the right time, just the overall context of the situation. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we caught you on a bad day or vice versa, perhaps you might've walked by with your arms crossed or vice versa. And there wouldn't have been that chemistry to where, Mm-hmm. Just two different parties would have clicked naturally.
1: Yeah, you have to be want. You have to want to be open to making new friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have I to let, let yourself have helpful. that. Oh, I was just saying you have to let yourself have that mentality going into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a very like intentional mindset. Whereas I think like when we were kids, or even going through high school, it was just by virtue of that context that you are in, just going through school and you're surrounded by other people, it's almost like forced on you in a sense where it's that easy to get friends. Whereas now you're an adult and you're like, oh, yeah. uh, okay, I, I have to be intentional with this.
1: Yeah, and people in high school and in even in college, um, in any atmosphere where you're constantly seeing people, you make friends as a survival method. Like you survive high school because of your friends and people joke about that in the U.S. all the time, but it's true. Like yeah. you make friends to emotionally survive your high school but as an adult, when no, there's no set community for you, you have to go and create it and you have to go join it and you have to put the effort and the time to doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to do that because it was so natural for us in those forced environments like school. hmm.
0: Mm hmm. That's so true. It can, yeah, it can definitely be even a bigger challenge when you're older and, and kind of, as we go into that, I want to ask you, why has this become such an important thing for you?
1: Yeah, uh, totally. So growing up, I moved around a lot. So I lived in Pittsburgh and in London in San Diego, kind of in Ohio for a little bit. And, uh, I've been living out in Southern California for 14 years. So quite a long time. Um, so I've moved around a lot in my life. And the one thing that I got really good at was making friends because I had to do it like a survival. like (laughs) everywhere I went Um, and I became really good at making friends and keeping my friendships up through my adult life. Like every time I go back to those cities, I know people there and I'm able to stay with my friends. Um, and when we catch up, it's as if no time has passed. And those are things in my life that make me feel like I belong. And that Mm -hmm. is an important feeling to have. And so when it comes to friendship content, um, I want to give everyone the confidence to know that they belong, and that they have the ability to find where they belong, which is in friends and in people in your community. So
0: that's really good. I want to ask you, uh, George and I have talked, have talked a lot about not, you know, because friendships that a friend can be a lot of things, it can be a really close friend, or just someone like, what's the word acquaintances? Um, so when you moved around, cause you said you got pretty good at making friends, right? Was it, was it hard to still make good friends and be able to still be like true to yourself with who you are? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Like, I think what you're trying to say is you not forcing yourself to be somebody else in order to make friends because you're putting that pressure on yourself to do it. Yeah, totally. But that's also part of making friends is that you can't be someone else Mm -hmm. Mm because then those relationships are inauthentic. And so like, you just, you have to be yourself going into it and you have to know what you're looking for in a friendship.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, like at times, especially in Los Angeles, it can sometimes feel like you need to put on a persona of kind of like an overly extroverted persona of wanting to make friends with everybody. But then what happens is you kind of fall through on yourself and being authentic with other people because you are trying so hard to just make friends over and over and over again. And it's a lot of energy. And so at one point you need to start funneling Kind of like okay like these are acquaintances I really do like hang out with these people but like these are the people that I feel the most myself around
0: mm-hmm. I think that makes sense so how would you I don't know <laughs> I don't know within your niche if you have like there are three different types of friends or like how can how do you distinguish friends acquaintances do you
1: have like a label for it or yeah um so sort of it, it's Friendships look different for everybody. And like, as I'm saying this, I'm not an expert. I'm just someone who really likes to talk about friendship. So there's a lot of books I could recommend. And there's a lot of like podcasts I could recommend too. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to acquaintances and friends, when, like, for instance, when we were becoming friends, we were first acquaintances and then over conversation and more time spent together, we grew trust. And for me, I think that trust is the most important thing in a friendship because without it, how are you going to trust the other person with your deep, dark secrets (laughs) or like, how are you going to trust the other person that you are going to be comfortable being yourself around them and have them not judge you Mm -hmm. the way that an acquaintance might, because they don't know you as well. But To build trust takes time. So if you meet an acquaintance, somebody that you think is really cool and you want to be friends with them, you have to put in the time and effort to become friends. I think that's really lost in our society where we think that, oh, they're nice. They like me. We had a great conversation. They're going to want to hang out with me, which is like, no, they might not. (laughs) They might be off doing their busy adult lives. And you've got to put in that effort to go and become more than an acquaintance from them and vice versa if they don't give you that back go find another friend and it's going to be okay
0: i think that's really good i kind of some kind of, tough
1: love
2: but
0: <laughs> no i think that's really good i think i'll uh ask george kind of similar to this because you said jenna that you've been moving around you know throughout your childhood and george pretty much did the same um so how has that been for you George? you know, like meeting people, trying to make friends, the struggles of, you know, being a teenager, all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, so same thing. Uh, moved around, shoot, one, two, three, four, four different states by the age of 12. And then multiple cities within each state. And then after joining the military, I've moved a handful of times since then. So it's been a very transient lifestyle of you know, you, you make friends and then a few years later, you kind of have to say goodbye. And um, I think when you're a child, it's a lot easier. But then growing up, just like Jenna said, you, you have to really be deliberate with who you want to surround yourself with. I actually remember this guy when I first joined the military and I asked him, like, hey, you know, how, how did you end up becoming friends with so-and-so, like a mutual uh, friend that we both knew and he said initially that friend did not want to be friends with this guy but he was just persistent over and over and over and over and you just if you want this person in your life you're going to have to let it be known and you know it could get to the point where it's kind of annoying to the other party <laughs> right. like okay I get it but um you know that's where you really have to make forth an effort I think um it, it's been an experience, I would say. I think, like for the most part, uh, up until like my mid twenties, the grass has always been greener, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, it'd be cool if I just lived in one spot and kind of planted my roots and knew the people around me, and that'd be kind of a cool lifestyle. But I do think that on the other side of the spectrum, too, there is something to be said about like living a lifestyle where you get to meet people from different backgrounds and where otherwise I would dare to say that like the vast majority of people kind of don't get to do that. They plant their seeds in one spot and they, you know, I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but I do think there is something to be said about like, oh, wow, I had no, no idea that people from the Midwest or from the East Coast or from different countries, you know, live this kind of, you know, and I think it just broadens uh, your perspective as a person. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's true. Oh, yeah.
2: sorry. Also, I'm going to hog the mic a little more. When you were talking about <laughs> the different types of friends, um, so I know like last time we hung out, we were connecting over different like business books. I recently read a book, uh, one, one More, Go One More. I think it's just One More by Ed Milet. And he actually talks about friendships and like who you surround yourself with. And he has this analogy where he compares yourself as a bullseye on a dartboard and so if you're the bullseye then the inner circle surrounding that bullseye is your close friendships the the people you would tell pretty much anything about your life yeah that you give all your trust to and then on the outside of that circle is that outer friend group who you know pretty well and you can have a good time but like you probably don't put forth that much effort to hang out and get to know. And then beyond that is where we kind of like bleed into the acquaintance world where it can be like your, you know, you, your children's friends, parents, and you both hang out, and you kind of know each other at the soccer game or somebody at the grocery store. Um, so I thought that was kind of like a neat approach to viewing things, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm yeah like your inner circles like who yeah. who really is in your inner circle yeah
2: is that like a rhetorical I, i'm assuming no, rhetorical. oh no it's like
1: asking yourself that question like yes, yeah
2: for sure circle? yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's cool i actually wrote that down because i've never heard of that book um and that's a really neat analogy
0: i think i think one thing is it's the struggle, honestly, of, of making friends. Like, it can be really hard. I think George and I, at least I've seen, I mean, we've been in Salt Lake City for, what, <laughs> a month and a half? Yeah. Um, and I met two people, three people. Uh, but but it, it's a challenge. And like you said, Jenna, you said that there's a cost to it, right? But if we look on the other side, what about breaking up with a friend? Do you have any... You know, insight on that, on that
1: for us today? It you know, it's really hard. Uh friendship breakups are similar to breaking up with a significant other, but you know, it's not as an intimate of a relationship, but it's mm-hmm. still painful. Um There was a podcast I was listening to lately and I'm terrible at referencing, (laughs) Um, but I will send it to you guys if you want to link it for your listeners. Um, There's a podcast I was listening to recently about how to break up with your friends and what that looks like for you from this person that wants to break up with someone. And you really just have to think about how that person is fitting into your life and whether or not they're serving A purpose that is giving you more joy or they or like if there was a test actually that she was talking about and she said you know when they call you and their face lights up on your phone do you feel dread or do you feel excitement like are you happy that they're calling you or are you like oh no like what is she gonna want what's what's gonna happen like am i gonna feel worse after this call and no friend should make you feel that way. If a friend calls, you should feel excited. Yeah, That is like to disregard that, you know, friendships go through hard times. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that if you're going through a hard time with a friend, you should break up with them because that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, But how you do it is you do it respectfully and open. Like if you are, if you've got a friend who is, has a very toxic personality and let's say they're very impulsive um, and they're the kind of person where if you call them out on anything, even if it's politely or some critical, they'll lash out at you, then maybe it's best to text them and tell them in writing so that they have time to think and respond. But other mm-hmm. than that, you need to be honest with them about how you're feeling and whether or not the, the relationship is serving both of you, mm-hmm. because it's not a one-way street in a friendship. It's two. Right. It's a way to ask your friend honestly, like are you getting energy from this relationship or am I draining you? Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's really good. I think, especially for me, the, not just necessarily the older I get. I don't think necessarily age is the biggest factor. I think it's more so how you grow, right? So who you become and if there are ways you used to be in the past and you don't care for that anymore and you might find new interests. So, what I've seen is that the more connected I feel to myself, the, the less friends I have. And that, that might sound kind of weird, but I think I just hold the close ones even closer uh, and I spend more energy there. And for those that are not as close, that does not mean I don't love them because I care for them, but it's I'm
1: more focused on my closer ones.
0: We had no You feel
1: more aligned. (laughs) Yeah. You are so right though. When it comes to making friends, it's insane how, how much people think that you rely so much on the other person to become friends with you. You really need to do a lot of internal work to make friends. The people who think that they're not good at it. It's not that they're not good at it. That's like, it's not true, but they need to do the internal work to figure out what kind of friendships they actually want What in their life right now, how much energy can they devote to friends? It's all of that. And you have to do work on this to figure out these things, because Mm -hmm. if you just go into making friends blindly, again, it's going to become like an acquaintance issue where you have a lot of acquaintances, but no friends. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, that was me when I was younger. I was the people pleaser. That's at least what I would say. And I just honestly had too many friends and it was I'm not even kidding, a relief leaving to the U.S. for college because it kind of made me like um, weed out the, what's that saying?
2: Weed out the week, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not the best. No, that's not that, a,
0: uh, just kind of really figuring out who do I want to spend time with when I was, you know, back home uh, during the summer break, right? Uh, because it was so frustrating having, and I'm not saying I have a billion friends, but it was simply too many. And I realized I, I don't have enough energy and time for all of them.
1: It's really funny that you bring that up. Cause I'm actually experiencing that right now. <laughs> like, when I, it's so funny. Cause when I meet people and I tell them I make friend or I make content on adult friendships, they're like, Oh my God. Like, I want to be your friend. Like I want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'd love to do that. I'd love to get to know you, but then that's like every other person I meet. And then what I do, and then I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get so much coffee with people and I'm going to be so caffeinated and so over-energized. Like it's, it's a lot. And I'm starting to actually learn how to not, how to be more selective. Cause that's not the right word. Like I'm not, I'm not being elitist with my friends. It sounds weird, but it, it's <laughs> so like, that's not how I want to come off, but like, it's more so about being far more intentional when I invite someone to hang out and get coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm actually learning a way to talk to acquaintances that I meet, even neighbors, especially neighbors that I meet. Cause there's more and more people moving into my neighborhood that are my age that are super cool. And in passing, I'm like, I want to get to know you. You're my age. Like you could be in my friend group. Like we could, we could be a friend group. This would be really awesome. And then that's like, Every week for me, and then I <laughs> run out of time, and I'm like, I don't know how I don't know where I'm going to fit you in my schedule, but like, I want to make you feel like I cared, and I don't know how to do that with the little time that I have. And that's when my people pleasing abilities come out because I'm like, okay, now I have to sacrifice something in my life, something that I really wanted to do, maybe that night to myself, to now make sure that this person feels heard and welcomed in this community.
0: I think the fact that you are making content about this can be their way to feel welcome and seen and I'm sure they also understand that you're just a human like anyone else and you know you, you work you you have other friends and you do a lot of content creating and it takes time. So I feel like that's kind of how you can definitely like bless the world with your like positive energy and content.
1: <laughs> oh, Annie. I feel like I can, I can't absolutely relate to this, but I feel like, like moms who just had a kid and they're like, work, it's a full-time job as it is. But then on top of my full-time job, I'm doing content and it's like, (laughs) it's so funny. I mean, it's not as much as intense pressure as having a child and an infant in your own, but I'm like, I think I can relate a little bit now.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like
2: that. I wish. I, I do wish, like, early, and perhaps you guys and perhaps even the listeners could relate, but I think it would have been so nice if somebody would have sat me down or at least provoked this idea to me that be intentional along with any other kind of aspect of life, but certainly with those that surround yourself, you surround yourself with. Uh, Take some time to self-reflect and see like what kind of values and beliefs uh what matters to you before you just kind of like oh I, i work with you and by virtue of that we will hang out after work or i go to this gym or you know like and perhaps that relationship whether intimate or just friendship works out that may just be happenstance but i think if you just take it doesn't even have to be long a couple hours to see what really matters to you. That could really weed out just like Jenna said, the, again, not that you're on some pedestal, but you know, perhaps person A and person B aren't always going to coincide with one another. So I think just taking a moment to be intentional with it of, okay, well, what will I tolerate and who will I want to be within my life? You know?
1: Yeah. Dude, George, you're like right on the money. (laughs) No, you're so right. And at the same time, too, when you go through that intentional exercise of figuring out who in your current circle of acquaintances has these shared values with you and, you know, doing a lot of introspective work, what you're also doing is saving them time and energy too like you're it's not a really selfish thing to do it's not selfish at all it's actually the exact opposite because if you're if someone that you want to be friends with or someone that wants to be friends with you is asking too much of you or asking for something that you can't give you need to be honest about that yeah And, you know, if, if you go into a friendship really excited and putting so much energy in it in the beginning, and then it kind of fizzles out. And that's because you both weren't realistic about your commitment, kind of like an actual romantic relationship. So like, you need to be realistic about what you can commit to. And that's not selfish at all.
0: That's so true. I, one thing that when we've been talking that really kind of like the, the thought comes back to me all the time is I think uh, the best place to start is by being your own best friend because if you're able to be yes. like right there <laughs> you're not going to act out of desperation you're going to act out of your values and beliefs and if you do that I mean you're probably going to find these people that can be our you know like around your bulls bull eyes
1: bullseye, bulls <laughs> <eyes>. bulls eye. <laughs> yeah it, oh my God. It, it's so true. Like, this is something that I was really passionate about during the pandemic. This is going to make me sound like a huge loner, but I would just date myself. Like I would take, if I wanted to go do a thing, I didn't care if none of my friends wanted to go do it or had the time to, I'd go do it. And if I did that thing and still enjoyed my time with myself, Mm-hmm. then that's a really good sign to me that I am in a good space with myself and I'm friends with myself. And that's so important mm-hmm. because like, let's say I wanted to go hike the Griffith Observatory or I wanted to go to a movie. Like I need to know that I can, I am confident in myself enough to go enjoy those things because mm-hmm. I'm my own best friend. And then having someone else join along is just even better, but it's not necessary. I love
0: that. So you're not dependent on anyone else. You're independent enough to do the things that you love.
1: Yeah. And I think like being a traveler and love traveling in general, like I'm I'm going to the UK in a month and (laughs) I'm so excited, but I I was talking to my sister who's there and she's like, Jen, I just want to let you know, like, we're all going to be sharing a studio apartment together for four days and it's going to be a lot. And I'm going to need my space. And like, I don't mean to kick you out of the apartment, but like, can you go live in an Airbnb for a few days while you're still here? And I'm like, no problem. (laughs) My sister and I, were best friends. Like, I'm like, no problem. I respect your space. Also, I'm fine being on my own. I am excited to just like go explore by myself and have a great time and probably catch up with some other friends that are there. But like, that's the kind of person that I am because I have a lot of fun hanging out with myself.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. We're almost running out of time here, but before we wrap it up, I would love to have your thoughts on how to make friends in 2020. 2022. 2022.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First off, get in the right year. Um, that's- <laughs> um, transport yourself two years into the future. Make sure you're in the right time frame. Um, <laughs> How to make friends <laughs> in 2022. Uh, the number one thing and i actually wrote this for a times article is to make time make time to make friends like time okay. is your time is your best friend in making friends and you need to make time to go do it because if you keep telling yourself you don't have time you won't do it you won't feel like you belong in your community you won't feel like you've got people to share your life with you need to make the time to actually go do it because like as george was saying earlier you can't just go somewhere, like move to a new city and expect friendships to just happen. You need to put in the effort to make the friendships and you need to set aside the time to do it. So that is like the number one thing. And the second thing is just like, be authentic, be your most authentic self. If the person that you're trying to be friends with makes you feel like you have to be someone other than yourself, it's probably a bad sign. So be authentic, make time, two most important things. I love
2: that. I love that. Yeah. I I don't know about you guys. I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. Um, there's like this chameleon type effect where you Mm -hmm. perhaps it's just for like the convenience or the comfort of being surrounded by other people. And perhaps you don't like a certain hobby or activity, but you're like, Oh, you like this? I like this. Oh, you want to go do this? I guess I'm doing this. And I, I think that's where, um, what you're saying is to like, really take the time to figure out, okay, well, who do I want to be with? And then taking that time, prioritize that time to actually go do it.
1: Yeah. And even thinking about where those people would be, like if you want to make friends with some, with an athletic community, go join a sports team. I personally am not great at sports, but I love being around people in sports because it's fun. And like, sometimes I like to do it for fun, but I'm not competitive whatsoever. But like, like do those, yeah, do those things, but really get yourself out to do them. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. That's so good. I, I really feel like, you know, talking about friendships is so exciting, but really what it comes down to, it's actually, it's a lot of hard work. You have to really put down the work, but then if you put down the work, you'll get the result. It's like anything else, honestly. It's like anything in
1: life. And like, that's not to say that friendships can't form naturally. But that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, whereas you have to be open to it because if mm-hmm. you're closed off to it, then you're not, you're either not going to make friends or people aren't going to want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. the same truth. Yeah. Jenna, yeah. I just want
0: to thank you so much for being on this episode and spoiler alert, you're going to be on the next episode as well. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Yay! It's about
0: relationships. Um, but I just want to thank you guys for being here for this episode, and thank you so much, Jenna. It's been a blast. Honestly, yep. it's been so Absolutely. fun.
1: Thank so. you. Yeah, guys. I miss guys. You. And I will come visit soon, or you guys should come back. I know Hit. we should. <laughs> <laughs> this time, but we should come back visiting.
0: Yay! You're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya jenna's handle on instagram and tiktok is my friend jenna which i forgot to add into the episode so please go follow her she has amazing content my friend jenna